Hello, welcome to another episode of Weekly Grace. I am so excited to be with every single one of you. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had Fabiola Campos, boy, Tony Campos' wife. Uh, and now we have an, another opportunity, another privilege to have Pastor Tony on. How are you doing, Pastor Tony? I'm doing good. Thank you. And thank you for uh, inviting me again. Of course, man. Yeah. You you are my mentor and I like having you on because you have a lot of wisdom. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, we're just talking as before we started about changing these things. Yeah. Because I don't like them. Yeah, but he doesn't like it. He thinks it looks tacky or ugly, but well, for right now, it's Maybe it's just that I don't understand the 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 culture you know well, maybe, the modern I know. culture i don't know maybe and <laughs> look i have a thing from christmas a, a cup for christmas so, so. you're kind of modern yeah <laughs> hey uh pastor tony you just went or tony i'm sorry i'm trying to get away from saying pastor because he good. doesn't like to have it so formal but um you just went to mexico with your family just you and fabiola how was that it was great i actually went there to visit my mother who uh it's 85 years old and she is um a little fragile in her health mm -hmm. so um i went to pay a visit to her and just uh encourage her it was good i was surprised as how the people um you know are reacting to the uh the pandemic over there uh i th in general i think that people who had less stuff before the pandemic are doing okay Mm. Uh, a lot of people, I was expecting to find a lot of people in distress, and there are people in distress, but for the most part, since people were not enjoying all the, you know, all the things that we have here, the luxuries, uh, I think people are, in a, in a sense, stronger in, you know, in, in being able to have less than they usually have. But the other thing that is, that is cool, too, is uh, I was expecting um, uh, less of the uh, precautions that we take here. Um, but no, actually you go into a store and you get to, you know, they check your temperature twice in every store. They, really? they, they have something for you to wipe your feet, to disinfect your hands. Um, and so it's, 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 it seems to me that they were being more cautious about, uh, spreading the, or not, not, not spreading the virus than what we're here. I didn't see people not wearing, um, masks and not complaining about, the use of masks so i think it's it's more of a of an american individualistic thing that we have here that you're not going to tell me what to do with my life if i don't want to wear a mask or or wash my hands i don't have to i think um you know other parts of the world are more communal they're, they they think more about community collectivistic. Uh, collective mm -hmm. yeah collectiveness than what we do here mm -hmm. uh, so it's just a contrast i'm not saying you know good or bad i'm just saying it's it's a it's a there was a contrast definitely um, I, I mean, I know you're not saying it, but I would say it's bad. <laughs> I, I, uh, when we were, I was studying in one of my intercultural classes for, uh, at the university. Um, one of the things is exactly what you're saying, collectivistic versus individualistic mm -hmm. cultures. And America actually ranks one of the top nations in the world yeah. of individualistic. Um, Mexico is actually one of the top yeah. in collectivistic. Right. So just thinking about uh, wearing masks and just taking that precaution of six feet, which we're trying to enforce at our church. Um, although it's being tough because of the fires and we're praying for the fires as well. Um, and we want to encourage everyone listening and watching to pray. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we want to do is starting to have in-person services, right? Yes. And outdoor in-person. In indoor, out outdoor in-person in -person. services. Yeah, there exactly. you go. I was a tongue twister. Um, and one of the things that we're saying is like wear your mask and the six yeah. feet and stuff like that. If you're singing, if you're reading, uh, if you're talking to other people, then wear a mask. 
if you're just sitting with your family then that's totally fine not to if you don't want to wear one yeah. uh, but hopefully next sunday the uh, the 30th we're gonna have our first outdoor in-person service yeah. and we will continue with the uh the online live stream live stream, live stream. Uh, we believe that's still a need and we're going to continue doing that so there's going to be kind of like a two different services uh they're not going to be the same so we're not going to be broadcasting the service that we have outside yeah we're actually going to have a special service just for the live stream and then we're going to have our other service um outside at least that's the plan for right yes, now that's the plan because <laughs> this it was this week but then we had to cancel it <laughs> yeah course. yeah so um you actually said something very interesting which i kind of want to touch on a little bit and i think a lot of people um would like to hear just about the mask the mask mask situation uh, one of the things that i've seen you've probably seen and maybe you guys have seen as well is that it's our right Yes, it's all right not to wear a mask instead of saying I'm going to do this for the common good. Now I want to change that um, and just talk about us as Christians. Um, there are a lot of things in the church, within the church, that we see as black and white, uh, mm -hmm. right and wrong. And granted, there's a lot of things in Scripture, and you can testify to this, Pastor Tony, that say yes, this is right and this is wrong, but many things have i think have been brought about and saying this is right and this is wrong because i say so and it's been right. people that have said those things yeah that definitely speaks of the uh, if you've never been in if you never lived in another country or another culture and of course of course i'm not you know giving you the the guilt trip because you haven't but if you've never been outside of this country uh you've never experienced um how life is life is lived in in other in other areas and pretty much all you know is the um the heavy emphasis on the individual rights yeah. and the uh you know rights in general as a person i think that the foundational or one of the foundational um you know ideas of uh, the united states is obviously human rights and and individual rights and, and there is a great deal about that so i think that plays a lot into how we see things in the church as well uh, when it comes to uh, things that that could be shouldn't be an issue for Christians, uh, because we see the world through those lenses, then we assert our rights, uh, and instead of seeing what what actually the Scripture is teaching about a certain issue, and you can take almost any hot issue of today's culture, and you can apply that to it. Um, first, uh, most people will come to it. And have those lenses, you know, uh, the the individual and the individual rights, and so that will uh, trample many times the the understanding of scriptures, because a lot of times, if not every time, uh, the Bible will call us to bypass our idea of, of of rights and it will put other people's rights and needs above ourselves so scripture says do not think of anybody as inferior to you but see everybody else as someone superior to you that's that's contrary to what we've been told since we were little kids so that that's why there is always that tension in American Christianity about um, well you know this is my right well this is the right thing to do and that's because a lot of times is uh, is perceived through the lenses of the American way of living again 
I'm not saying that it's necessarily an evil thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying yeah, sometimes it gives us a a um, uh, a lesser understanding of what it means to live the Christian life. Do you think that can potentially, uh, living the Christian life, um, do you think that could potentially be detrimental to us? Because in a way, like we were just talking about that individualistic mindset, um, I, find my, I find myself as a second generation um, child of an immigrant um, feel like that sometimes like no I I matter and I must do these things for myself and my family instead of thinking of the foreigner or thinking about the immigrant or mm -hmm. thinking about um, just anybody else so do you think that can be potentially detrimental to the Christian anything that anything that shapes us um, anything that that is forming us away from the image of Christ is detrimental to the Christian life mm. um, that could be anything uh, so so if my perception of rights and my perception of liberty and my perception of anything is is actually um, uh, sacrificing you know the uh, the the ways of Jesus then of course it's it, it's it's a bad thing um, but we also got to consider then that anything, anything that is, we're becoming, uh, we're becoming more and more the things that we practice. Uh, you know, we become more and more the things that we think of. And so if any ideology, any, any practices outside of, you know, the, the, the gospel are, are constant in our lives of course they're going to shape they're going to shape us in 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 you know into something most likely something that doesn't resemble christ uh the reality is we're going to end up looking um differently from what christ expects from us uh i've said often that um uh, as we mature more in the faith we become more human because christ who is fully human and fully divine is the perfect image of what a human is supposed to be so when you look at the gospel and you see the way in which jesus interacted with people the way he forgave the unforgivable the way mm. he embraced the the unembraceable the way he pursued those who were in the margins that is the image of the perfect human being now when we follow the gospel and we follow christ um we will end up in 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 you know having that same image and that of course that image is of course so different from the image that the world gives us about about who we are it's like it's nothing there's nothing bad when say with saying i have rights uh, or i want these things but if we pursue those things too much then they we should say deform us instead of you know form us yeah <laughs> um and and so i think that uh, you know, looking at that and saying, you know, what do we want to be as people? What do we want to be as individuals? Uh, then we have to look up to to Christ and say, well, He is the perfect human being, and and the more we walked in those ideals and in those practices, the more human we become. Not the more divine, but the more human, which is God's uh, perfect plan for us, that we become so human, right? that um th that we are actually bearing the image of the son of god in us yeah that's an interesting thing and that's an interesting um not topic but just uh like thing to bring about because one thing that we were reading and you actually sent this to me it was a article by uh timothy keller tim keller 
about social justice yes. in comparison to biblical justice and how the two are different. Um, and one of the things that he opens up with at the article is that if we want um, justice in our own right, no one's going to win. Of course. <laughs> because everyone has a different definition of yeah. what justice is. Mm -hmm. Something that has justice for you might not be the same thing for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, bringing this up, because right now you're talking in, um, and I think it's great, like abstract, mm -hmm. more like these like theoretical ideas. Um, but then when we start talking about the, the what we call the big three, yeah. um, which is something that the church has really standed firm on, um, which comes down to abortion, homosexuality, and even immigration. For us right. as an immigrant church, um, this is something like psh, no brainer. Like, mm -hmm. of, of course, we, we support the immigrant, but you'd be surprised that even within the immigrant church or a church filled with immigrants, um, there's still some sort of um, backlash to yeah. that. Yeah, and, and part of it has to do, and and um, I hope I don't get too much into this because it, it's not only complicated, but it's also it also sounds sometimes like if I'm I'm creating this this theory out of nothing, and, yeah. and because I don't I don't have the resources at the moment to speak of it, uh, but basically, uh, one of the 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 ideas that the evangelical church runs today with in, in the American church um, are not very old. Uh, you know, we're not we have we're not fighting this fight for three hundred years or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. These are modern, more more recent ideas about who we are as the as evangelicals in the United States. And the things that you just mentioned um, weren't are not by by designed uh, you know, God's plan for the church are not the the things that you go into the Bible and look for them and they, oh, they're right there. Look, God wants us to do this about abortion and do this about immigration and do this about homosexuality. They're not they're not there. Now, I want to be very careful when I say that because I don't want you you or you or anybody else to think that oh pastor uh is not against abortion and he's not against you know uh in in morality no not at all i'm not saying that what i'm saying is that um when we when we talk about those things as if those were the fights of the christian life we are actually um uh, we're actually accommodating ourselves into a narrative that was created for the mm. church in the United States. It was political and it was religious. Um, it wasn't an evil in itself. I'm not saying that either, but it is not. You don't open the Bible and you and you don't you don't find you don't find those things that are like, oh, look, I gotta give my life for this, right? And so because they were created with a political. Um, goal in mind and the idea was let us bring justice to or continue to bring justice into our societies let us continue to have you know uh, good christians leaders in power uh, let us have the, tr the culture be more christian uh, then then most people think that that is the fight that we fight and so one of the um, negatives about thinking like that is that we actually abandon the mission of God and pursue um, the mission of the evangelical church in a sense. And, and so um, talking about those things, that we got, we got to be really careful that they, they don't become our fight for the sake of it. The gospel is our fight. Yeah. You know, uh, the the fight is against the principalities and the powers. And of course, some of those evils in the world are, uh, you know, uh, are in those things. 
but God is also at work among those things and those people Amen. in particular. Yeah. So we got to learn as church, as a church, we got to learn how to um, see the the how to see God at work in those issues instead of how the devil is destroying the things that we cherish so much. Yeah. So what Does I that make, make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I think what we're what I'm hearing and. And what people are hearing right now is that those uh, things in and of themselves are not terrible things um, in, the, in the sense of fighting against them. Um, I think it's just how we do it in a way. One, one thing, too, is like and I've said this saying before and, and I, re I really like it. It's this isn't the hill that Christians should die on. You this is right. Yeah. And I, I think. That's exactly the whole purpose of all of this. Um, all that to say, we as evangelicals, we as Christians, we as uh, disciples of Christ, the fight that we fight is the fight of the gospel. Yes. That is what our center, that's what drives us, that's everything. But at times, we have made the big three the center. Right. And we have had this pursuing, pursuing these things instead of pursuing... Um, souls coming to Christ right. at times. Some of that is fear. The the truth is some of it, some so many of the things that we do in the church, and again, if you hear this, don't think that I am criticizing the church. It have, I have anything against the church. The, I've, you know, my life is for the church, and there is no, there is no other hope uh, in this society and in this world but through the, the proclamation of the gospel in the church and to the world um, but what I'm saying is when um, when we make these things our fight then we forget about the real the real issues that people are facing the real issues that are happening in church um, and and so uh, it's not just for the sake of saying oh we shouldn't we shouldn't think of those things we shouldn't talk about those things um, you say it right. I mean, that's not the battle that we're supposed to be fighting. Somebody may ask, but wait a minute. Um, but those are good, good things to die for. Um, and I would say yes. There, are, those are those are things that people want to, you know, speak prophetically and work towards. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fear that we have that the world. Us, or the, we use the world, the the phrase "the world" to refer to what is not the church, and we say, "Well, the world is taking over, and it's it's changing the culture, and we want the church to be at the center of the culture." Yeah, and that's that's a that's a good um, a good idea. That's a that's a noble, <laughs> you know, thought. Um, the reality is the church has never functioned well in the center of society. Yeah. The church has always been in the margins. The church is an alternative reality. It's actually a a foretaste of the kingdom of God. It's 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 the it's the the new community, the new humanity that is showing others how the kingdom of God is lived among humans. And and so because of that, it's not it's not supposed to be in the center of the world and then, you know, distilling or, or, or um, pouring down, you know, its influence on the people. But it's, it's to come from the bottom. From the bottom. I, I think Jesus gives a lot of 
you know, parables and explanations about the kingdom of God. And he always says it's it's like a it's like a little seed, like a mustard seed that you know you plant and you don't even know how to how it grows, but then all of a sudden it's like taking mm-hmm. roots. Well, um, I think a lot of the uh, discussions that we have today in the church, a lot of the the agendas that the church is following have to do with the fear that we are losing our place of influence in the culture. Uh, so we keep fighting for a piece of the pie uh, mm. when when we're not we're not supposed to have the pie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so because we say, well, you know, the whole world is going to is going to like be so messed up that we're not going to have a Christian, a Christian world to be. Uh, that is not true. That is never going to happen as long as we remain faithful to the uh, the call of Jesus, which is to make disciples, to continue to spread this new humanity um then when we do that we're going to see that that the world is going to continue being what it is and it may change or not but we are changing we are becoming more and more the people of god i think that mentality might be detrimental itself though because um what you just said i think you're correct in the sense that having having that mindset of oh my goodness if this person gets into power it's over yeah we're done. Yeah. Pastor Tony, we can't have a church anymore. Like it's over. Yeah. We're going to have to find a new, um, new, new job, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then we start thinking about that, but it's not true at all. And, and that's, that's my whole point. Every single time when, when people find issues and I bring these three up, uh, abortion, homosexuality, immigration, because this is literally the ones that we we talk about the most and are brought up in news right. um, and all that, you know, in, in conservative circles, liberal circles, whatever you might, yeah. wherever you might stand. Um, and I start thinking to myself, what if those issues aren't the issues that we should be talking about, but instead we should be going to the gospel and saying, okay, how how is the gospel being being spoken in this area? Yeah. How is this, the gospel being preached in this area? Another thing that we we forget too, we focus so much on issues, uh, specifically these issues that we forget that we can kind of beat it to the punch mm-hmm. and go to the younger generations and teach them about the word of God at such a young age, being a good neighbor, being someone of, of help in our neighborhoods instead of... Um, trying to attack the the policies that are in place yeah. does that make sense what two of the most complicated things uh as we as we live in this world but are not of this world is um what we, what do we do with with a with injustice in the world what do we do with evil in the world now the church does have a prophetic um uh, a, a prophetic responsibility to the world mm-hmm. But that is a very complicated thing, you know, because we can make it, oh, well, we're just going to tell the, you know, the the powers of this world or the people what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need to we need to actually follow the the steps of the spirit. We need to follow into the spirit's steps and and be attentive to his voice when we are trying to be prophetic in the world. Uh, because we could end up just um, condemning people for whatever they're doing, right? 
So the church does have a, the church does have a prophetic voice that needs to use against the principalities and the powers, the systems of oppression, poverty, injustice, all these things. So, but but it's it's complicated. It's not one size fit all. Yeah, of course. Um, you can't That's just true. you know say and do things because you feel that that is right. So we gotta do this in prayer and humility, but particularly in love. Uh, which is what actually is going to change people's heart. So we have, uh, as a church, then we have that responsibility, but we also have the responsibility of living the new life that is in us. And that new life, it's also it also speaks of the of the of the new creation. It also helps us to understand, or even other people understand, what is it what it means to to live in the kingdom of God. Right, and in in this community, we practice love and justice and peace, and get, we get rid of discrimination and prejudice and and poverty. And so, so we speak. Uh, let, let let me give you an example. You know, we could say, well, it's my prophetic duty as a Christian to stand in front of a a abortion clinic and to tell the young girl that is coming to get an abortion that she is that she's not supposed to do it, that she's wrong, that this and that, right? And and, and in a sense, you go like, well, that, that's that's okay if if you're doing it in love. Um, but if, you, if you're only doing that and you're ignoring the 15-year-old in your church that just got pregnant and she got condemned and she, and she was pushed away and, and, and after that nobody wanted to talk to her and the whole church just became like a, you know, like, like her enemy. Um, then what right do I have to try to tell the world that they should do this when I can't do it in my community? And that's always a tension in the church. That's always the tension that we do have a responsibility to speak against the evils of the world, but we have a big responsibility to live those, to live out those virtues among the the community of believers and show the world how it's how it is done, mm-hmm. right? So that's a different thing. Yeah, that's good. I saw this uh, comment or this poster. It said, "Your life speaks louder than your lips. Your yep. life speaks louder than your lips." And we can say one thing as the church. We can. We can say all these things on Twitter and Instagram and uh, post our little black squares and and do all these things for social justice and all that good stuff. Um, But when it actually comes about it, um, what have we been doing for social justice? What have we been doing for the foreigner? What have we been doing for the 15 year old girl in maybe not even our church, maybe in our community? Yeah, Um, what have we been doing? Um, and so that's that's a really good comment, Pastor Tony. As we close uh, this podcast and as we uh, talk talk more about these things, uh, maybe one last closing remark about how Christians, how believers, how the people that are listening and watching this, how can we stay firm even in the midst of what's going on with these big three? And um, yeah, how can we just stay firm? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, I again every every time we talk about these things, we got to come to it with a sense of humility, understanding that uh, we don't know everything, and and we need to be mindful of how people feel about these things. But we wouldn't, we will never err. We will never be on the wrong side if we start out of a sincere love for people. That is that is the heart of the gospel. You know, the reason why we are saved is because God loved us 
and he loved us in such a way that he um, he actually sacrificed, sent his son to um, to to live and to die and to and to rise again. So there 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 will be the possibility of a new humanity. And so uh, when we talk about, well, how do we, how do we tackle these issues? Well, humility and, and love, uh, but also looking at the example of Jesus, how he treated people, how he treated people that were different, uh, how he, and, and, and that's probably uh, a thing that a lot of Christians will read the Gospels and they will, they will put themselves into a different situation. And, mm-hmm. and they will actually think that they're following Jesus um, and when we many times when we examine ourselves we realize that we're actually acting more like the pharisees than (laughs) than like jesus and and so but if we follow him if we follow uh whatever we follow uh he's going to lead us into loving those people that in our perspective don't deserve to be loved they don't deserve to be in the kingdom. He actually gave some parables about that. You know, who gets to be in and who gets to, he gets to be out. And he gives a parable where he, he, you know, he pays wages to certain workers, and and then the others are complaining, "Why did you pay them yeah. the same thing?" And and he's like, "Chill, I'm a <laughs> compassionate guy. What do you, you know? It's like who gets to be in and who gets to and who gets to be out is decided by him. And and so when we actually live out his um his life." Then we find out that we don't set the rules. He does. That we don't say mm-hmm. who's in and he's out. He's the one who says that. Yeah, that's good. That's good, Pastor Tony, or Tony. Yes. Um, that's really good. Uh, I think that's a good word for everyone that's listening. And also, guys, be encouraged that um, we don't have all the answers. Uh, Pastor Tony, even though he's very knowledgeable and he knows a lot, he still doesn't have all the answers. But I think that's a beautiful approach to come about any situation, any question, any comment that we have. Um, come with it with humility and love and go to the Lord as well. I think that's another big thing, right? Yeah. Like going to the Lord and asking for wisdom. Of too. course. That's that's like the biggest <laughs> thing that we could do. Um, but yeah, Pastor Tony, thank you so much. Again, were you going to say man. something else or no? No, we're good. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. You're the man. You're the Remember man. we used to be like, you're the man. No, you're the man. No, no Jesus. Jesus is, Jesus is the man. Well, he's kinda, the man God. <laughs> the man God. <laughs> God man. Uh, but yes, uh, until next time, we love you guys and we can't wait to see you All next right. week. Take care.